Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As you know, everyone has a story, but on our podcast, we love to shine the light and give a voice to those women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share their stories with the world so that when they shine, they give permission to others to shine as well. I'm super duper excited to have a friend on the show today. Usually I don't know my guests before the show, but I know this brilliant, delightful, wonderful, motivating woman named Monica Phillips of Spark Plug Labs. Thank you, Monica, for being here. I'm so happy. Thank you, Susan. It's such an honor and a privilege. I'm so glad you invited me on. Well, you have such a great story and so much going on. I thought, you know, this would be a good opportunity for other people to get to know her intimately because you know how I am. We talk, we're authentic, we're real, and to know more about the exciting things you have going on this year with your business. So let's cover all that uh, in this podcast. Tell everyone about you. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm a mom. I have an 11 year old now and, uh, I, uh, am in yoga teacher training, which I started, um, just, uh, this month in January. And I run a business called spark plug labs, which I started in 2013. And it's the spark that ignites inspiration and leads people to action. And so, um, I've had a, a fascinating career in legal marketing, um, which you're a little bit aware of. It started in 1998. I was working for the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce, which was an incredible experience in and of itself. I, um, it was in the middle of the gubernatorial campaign when Jesse Ventura won the election for governor of Minnesota. And then this law firm wanted someone who knew all the reporters in the state. So they brought me on. I thought, oh, a law firm, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I know what I was getting myself into. Uh, and then I quickly got um, engaged in the LMA community in Minnesota, which at the time was like Sally Schmidt. And I remember Ross Fishman came out for this conference on bug law. I mean, this was so long ago, but all of this was so relevant and exciting. They just rebranded from Nalfama to LMA. I had no idea it was an, like would ever be a career path. And um, the next governor of Minnesota was a partner of this firm. It was this place where anything was possible. And I, I, am a, I love Minnesota so much. So I think this is just part of what makes Minnesota so great. But the partners there were really engaged and encouraging. And they paid for my graduate degree in cross-cultural conflict, which I can't ever imagine happening now. A law firm wow. paying their marketing director to go study something totally seemingly unrelated. But they said, hey, Monica, we're starting a subsidiary to train employees to create an affirmative defense against employment suits. We want you to help create this cross-cultural training program. Market it, meet with the partner, do all this. So I got to train executives going global, and that was what I was doing in grad school. And then they said, well, you're so good at training. Why don't you create a program to coach our lawyers on business development? So it kind of all started then in Minnesota. And then I just um, kept getting promoted and moving on and working with really great teams at other big law firms in D.C. and New York. And then I moved back to California in 2013 to start my business, really wanting to get back to this passion I had around coaching executives and in my experience, just wanting people to, um, to do more. And I find that one of the biggest things that holds people back is doing, um, uh, being afraid of being as great as they can be. And so really, um, not tongue in cheek, but helping people find their greatness and their power and stepping into it fully. 
I love this story for so many reasons. First of all, Minnesotans are awesome. They are such happy people, which is shocking. Right? It's I, I so cold that. there. So you know? um, my stepdaughter lives in Minneapolis, and a lot of my friends live there um, who work in law and um, also at Thomson Reuters. So, well, yeah, they just love where they live. It's crazy. It's, it's like, gosh, you know, um, you know, everybody kind of has their home team, you know, pride and, you know, home state spirit but they really minnesotans are very they're like super happy people <laughs> it's so funny i, I love it i love super it super love minnesota it actually has one of the highest charitable giving rates in the country and uh more theater seats per capita than anywhere outside of new york city wow mm -hmm. wow yeah there's so much i have to learn about that state so um you and i share a lot of friends there because it's a huge legal um community lots of, yeah exactly yeah lots going on there let me ask you this i love so i can totally see how your raison d'etre is to um encourage inspire motivate others to be their highest and best selves or to find the, the you know sort of self-actualize um I know that you study yoga and in that there's a lot of, you know, what others might think is esoteric, but I live by those rules that you, you become what you think and you can mm -hmm. do whatever you put your mind to. I find you very motivating, very inspirational. What was it like to train business development to exec or train executives versus lawyers? Was there, did you notice just the mindset being different between a business executive and a lawyer? Actually, yes, I have found that there are not always differences, but I have found that in the executive coaching and training I do, and with startups in particular, their desire to be there is much more significant. And it could be just the way that we approach the program, but I do coach teams of lawyers on business development, and um, I have this way of coaching that is based in life coaching. So I do a lot of embodiment and visualization exercises. And in a group of lawyers, if there are 10, you know, one or two will get this point where they, they give me this look like, wow, for the first time in my life, someone's actually given me permission to think with my heart. Oh, and it's just this that. magical transformational moment where I feel so much power because when you get out of your head and you stop being like, go, go, go nonstop. I don't even know what my focus is anymore, but you stop, you slow down. Like we were talking about before you slow down, you feel what's in your heart. You feel what's in your gut. You imagine what is one thing, 1% that I need to change that would make the most difference for me tomorrow then you can really make change. And not a lot of lawyers, unfortunately, not a lot of lawyers give themselves permission to be that. I love that. So you're Thank talking you. about intentionality and mm -hmm. managing your um, attention, not just your time. And lawyers are typically, you know, change of the bill of hour, managing time. It's all about the clock and numbers and money and dollars and all the quantitative things. I, I love that you're bringing But it's not. Up. It's all about relationships. Yeah, exactly. And self-care. Yeah and wellness. Oh, I love it. And okay. mental health and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and reducing stress. Yeah. Totally. I could see you be being very, very good at that and helping them to embrace their authentic selves and say, it's okay to take a break, take a deep breath, acknowledge what's really happening here. Is this the best thing, uh, the best path for me to continue on? 
Um, yeah. You know, something have- else I noticed um, yeah. actually when I moved to California was more dramatic than lawyers versus executives. But for a long time in my career, I tried to put off this kind of woo-woo California perspective <laughs> because I grew up with hippie parents and that could very well be my story seen by others. But it wasn't. I had and I have this 21 year career with, you know, white collar business executives and lawyers. And so I didn't always share that side of me. When I moved back to California, I found this kind of East coast, West coast differentiation between what coaching is and how it could help someone. And a lot of my East coast friends were like, what are you doing? Life coaching? No, no, no. I, that's, I don't need, why do I, why do what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. This is a gift. In fact, you know, at every single Bay area company, Google, Amazon, well, I guess Amazon Seattle, but you know, all of the big tech companies, PayPal and Facebook, they are all bringing in coaches to help their leadership thrive, to create a really great positive culture. So it was, kind of funny when I heard that because in California, we get coaching, we get the asset and a value that you want your organization to pay for you to perform better. I think in California, we embrace whole life integration more. It's less about work, family balance and more about work, family, everything else, et cetera, integration, learning to Mm -hmm. live your best life. Um, yeah, I could see you do, I may have to hire you. I could see you doing that for, <laughs> for people and motivating and inspiring, um, speaking in their language and yeah. finding the thing that moves each individual. Um, well, tell us about yourself personally. Like, um, what do you do when you're not working? What do you, what's your passion? Oh, well, I'm always, I mean, you know how it is when you run a business. My mission is to create a workplace where everyone wakes up and goes like, yes, I have the best job. I'm seen, heard, and valued. I belong. And that drives so much of what I do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I take vacations and I love to ski. So it's ski season now. And um, we have icon passes. So my son snowboards. We love to go to Tahoe because it's close. Um, we might venture out to Mammoth over President's Day weekend. I'm not sure yet. But um, yeah, and I, I mean, I'm always doing yoga <laughs> and I work out every day. So um, that's it. I also love to hike and being outside is really important to me. Um, well, and folks, for those of really you, important. Um, for those of you who don't know Monica, she is the epitome of good health. I mean, she, you know, exudes energy and has this like aura. I'm not to get too corny or be too California, but she <laughs> um, seriously, she's so healthy and you know, she's her energy is very calming and inviting and just really um, nice to be around. So that's awesome. I think you picked the right thing for, you know, I think you don't pick your passion, your passion picks you. Mm-hmm. And I think you definitely um, are one with your brand and you bring a lot of your personal self to everything you do. And I think that whomever is your client or if you're a prospect considering a coach, Monica is very, um, contagious. You know, I caught a little bit of Monica just in December when I sat next to her at an event and it was like, oh, that, that felt good. You know, I got a good vibe. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, let me ask you this. You have done so much. Um, it's shocking. I mean, you must've started when you were eight because you look amazing. (laughs) Um, but what um, so far has been your proudest professional accomplishment or maybe you haven't done it yet. I don't know. Oh, um, that's really tough because I think everything I'm doing now, I'm so proud of. So 
I, I keep, I keep going. I think I've, there are so many things I have loved in my career. Um, but yeah, right now I'm starting uh, a few new programs. So um, super exciting. I think we were kind of talking about this before. When I launched my business in 2013, I was kind of all in um, what you don't know, uh, you don't, you know, won't hurt you. I, I, there was less that got in my way. And when I relaunched my business at the end of last year, I wanted to be so much more intentional. I think I kind of started thinking too much. And then I had this like month and a half of like just total detox between November and December. And, um, and so I, I think that it's good to kind of not overthink things and just jump in and kind of just go for it. So that's worked for me. Um, I have launched this Legal Academy on Equity Inclusion, which really is so important with my mission of creating a workplace where everyone can belong. And then I have a couple of masterminds that I'm working on with faculty members, which will be launched soon. And then um, I, I'm also, I just reached out to um, Jeffrey Pfeffer, who's a professor at Stanford and um, wrote a book, um, oh, I'm forgetting what his book is called. It's, uh, it's like, um, the workplace that's killing us or something like that. I'll put it in the blog. I'll write it in the blog. Okay, cool. But his work is really talks a lot about stress in the workplace and toxic workplaces. And, um, I am going to be speaking with him soon, but I'd like to have him join me as faculty for a program on, um, legal excellence and wellness, uh, because I know that that is, yeah, is so, and not, uh, when I say legal community, I mean the legal community at large, not just lawyers, but the whole approach to how we create these communities that really thrive, start from the top, and then you have managers and other leaders of departments and groups and divisions who can echo that sentiment of wellness and well-being in the workplace. Is he the dying for a paycheck guy? Is that the... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is. That is so relevant. Um, and it has been for far longer than we acknowledge, but it's very much getting attention now. That um, world, the legal world, not just lawyers, but those who are business executives, not recognized in-house for their skills, not recognized at the yeah. firm for being bright business executives. And, you know, they call us non-attorneys. I think they mm -hmm. suffer as much as lawyers as well. I mean, like the whole industry Absolutely. is really in need of a reset button, um, yeah. if you ask me. And, you know, I was thinking about how fulfilling it would be to work with you. And as we do this podcast, it's only on audio. So, folks, if you've done audio uh, or Zoom, you know that the other person's either picture or name shows up on your screen. And I was like, Monica Phillips. She's so fulfilling. Yeah, what you do is quite fulfilling. And I think that um, not just lawyers, but executives in law firms could benefit from some of this good, the good vibe. And, and the, it's not just a good feeling. I'm sure you have a strategy that's, you know, geared directly to that individual and maybe to that firm. Um, and people need to open their minds to that. Um, 
I have worked at many law firms that were not open to that kind of training and it was to their own detriment and to mine as well. So I welcome what you do. Tell us a lot more, if you would, about your event that you have coming up on February 24th. I am so excited about it. I have been plotting it for a while. And then in September, I started to get serious about it. And then in October at the LMA Tech Conference, I was asked to moderate a panel where I had five women minority in-house counsel speak and the audience loved it. And I, I, my legal academy has evolved. My first idea of it was all women speakers, all in-house counsel women speakers. And then I reached out to Connie Brenton and Matt Fawcett at NetApp, and they do some amazing work in the space of inclusion and equity and championing employees from across, not even in the legal team, but across the organization. They are champions for change. So I thought, well, I don't want it to just be women. I want it to be a conversation about what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, where we can get real and vulnerable and say, hey, you know what? I maybe haven't done this right yet, but I know that it needs to change and I'm willing to hear some ideas or see what others have done. And um, so I broke it into two segments. The first segment is on the pipeline. And um, Connie Brenton of NetApp, Chancellor John Pierre, he's Chancellor of Southern University Law Center, um, Jan Kang of the Women's General Counsel Network, and Ruki Tahani, who's the founder of Firm for the Culture, will speak on, oh, I'm sorry, Samantha Equay will speak on that panel. She runs um, the Pipeline and Diversity Initiative for the Bar Association of San Francisco. So they're going to talk about the pipeline, um, what, it's, uh, what it's shifting, how to really increase um, diversity within the organizations. And um, Connie, Jan, and John Pierre have this overlap of how Connie brought interns from Southern University Law Center to Silicon Valley tech companies. And um, it's not just race or gender, it's also income disparity. And uh, I think so much of the legal community looks at uh, this differentiation in wealth. Even by choosing law schools like Stanford, Harvard, Cal, I don't blame people for choosing students from those universities, but we're saying access isn't an issue, and it is a huge issue in the pipeline of bringing in more minority students into law firms, into legal departments. So the work that they have done is just really, um, really phenomenal. And then the second panel will be on Um, on equity and inclusion. So organizations that are doing this, that are leading the change, that are um, uh, creating initiatives that allow people to not just show up, but to thrive, right? So I don't want to just be here. I want to belong. I want to get paid equitably. I want to be promoted equitably. I want to be seen. I want to be valued. I want to speak. I want to be heard. I want to be speaking. I want to be able to speak in an organization and have someone attribute the outcome to my idea. And, um, and that's across the organization yeah, um, on all different levels. So yeah, I'm, I'm just super excited to have, um, to have these speakers. That's going to be um, John Quo from Varian, Beth, Callahan, Beth O'Callaghan from NetApp, uh, Fong Phillips from Zynga, 
And then I have, oh, and then um, Ruki Tahani from Firm for the Culture. Um, and she has a really awesome story. She was an attorney at Quinn Emanuel and decided that she wanted to do more work focused on empowering others through her own firm. So um, really, um, really great examples. John Quo was sharing this example with me of how uh, he really works hard to make sure he gives time to minority attorneys and shows up for them, even associates who will say, hey, will you come take this meeting with me? He said, even if I can't work with that firm yet, you know, maybe there's a conflict, maybe we just don't need the work that they do right now, I'm going to show up because I want that partner to know that this attorney has a great network. And he said, I know that it's valuable for them in how they're evaluated by their peers. So um, just- You know, that is so rare, uh what you just described. at least in my experience, and we, we should talk a little bit about my experience offline, but um, the whole having to hire from Stanford, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, you know, that's, how is it you're creating a diverse and inclusive, you know, um, workplace when you're limiting yourself to that pool? Um, I also know there's a lot we should talk about, about inequality in that, in that realm. Um, I love that you have the head of the stand, uh, this um, Southern University Law School. That's I'm from down there in Louisiana. Um, okay. I know a lot of folks who went to uh, uh, that school, that law school, as well as the Paula Abair uh, LSU Law School, including my husband's one of those folks. So yeah, good people, not as much opportunity. And I'd love to hear what he has to say. I have a conflict that day. But um, I'm super excited to see any follow-up or hear about it on social media, or if you would be um, kind enough to host a phone call with me after. I'd love to learn how it went down and what you learned and uh, how the audience, you know, received these great speakers and messages. So I'm super sad I can't be there. I know, me too. Yes, absolutely all of that. I'm working on getting uh, the budgets, if there are any sponsors out there who want to be part of it and champion this so we can pay for the video and all of that would be really great. <laughs> and uh, that conversation too, as you know, um, yeah. my event that I held in December is going to be in Houston, Texas in September. So the folks Super that awesome. might be out in the Bay Area might be interested in investing in your event. So I would love That'd to be awesome. Sure. Thank absolutely. you. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to share it. I'm really doing this to elevate the conversation. And then as part of it, I created a conversation on Mighty Networks. So the Legal Academy on Equity and Inclusion is on Mighty Networks. You can find it. You can search for it. You can email me to get an invitation personally. And we've got some really great people contributing to the conversation. You included, Susan. Thank you for making that happen. I think that this isn't just a one time event. This is a series. So we're going to go to Minneapolis in May and Washington, D.C. in October. And um, we're going to have the conversation. And at the event, I'm going to create an introduction with an intention and accountability. So everyone's going to set an action item and have an accountability partner, which I really like because people are there to connect, not just to listen. So everyone's going to make a personal connection at the event and then carry that forward and, uh, and then even share, hopefully share what they um, did as an outcome of the event on Mighty Networks on the platform. You know, I love that. And you know, I'm all about that same mindset. I, it's the more people doing this where they're combating affinity bias and lifting people they may never have even met before. 
I'm all about advise, refer, or hire someone, even if you don't know them. So okay. I love that you, you're on board with that. Of course, you know, you've been leading this way, this, this path for a long time, car carving this out. Um, well, you know, it keeps evolving for me. Yeah. I, every yeah. week I, I hear someone, I meet someone, I go, yeah, you know what, that's really important. And um, I, I can't not say, I have to share that, you know, this, none of this would happen without Connie Brenton. And she's um, just, she's at NetApp and she runs legal operations. She's such an important part of my community. She's a huge ally and um, champion of the work I do. And I just, I'm so appreciative for her. And um, when I spoke to her, she was like, yeah, talk to Matt. I'm sure NetApp would like to host this. And she nice. just did it. And then she introduced me to John Pierre, who I didn't know without her uh, bringing that work to us through the, um, the CLI, the, um, uh, I think it's the Center for Legal Interns. Sorry, Connie, I forgot it. Well, I, I will say yeah. she sounds like quite an inspirational mentor to you and to many. I think I'm the only person in the country that has never met her or doesn't. Well, know let's her. change that. <laughs> I would <laughs> let's love to have, have drinks, absolutely, or lunch or whatever. Absolutely. I know yeah. you like wine as well she's, as I do. She's so. quite a force. Yes. Yeah. So, um, and doing good things, you know, using her powers for good and not evil. I love those women. Um, you, you as well um, are an inspiration to me, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the program, but who has been an inspiration to you? I know Connie, for sure, but have there been other people who mentored you along the way or maybe even sponsored you? Oh, uh, so many. Um... That's awesome. Okay, first of all, hang on. Not a lot of people say, oh, so many. That is very special. Um, I had one woman say, you know, I, I ne I've never had a mentor. And I was like, that is so sad. That is, that has to change. Mm. I love that you're able to say so many. That yes. is sad. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I would say David Ackert's been a really important mentor to me. Yeah. Uh, oh. When I, yeah. When I first started my business, he stood behind me. He never said, you might be competing in my space, Monica. He said, that's really awesome. You want to work together? And, like, and here are some of the challenges I had in my business. And every time I did this, I found that this worked out. And I was like, wow, thank you. I felt so honored and heard. And it really meant the world to me at that time. Um, I find uh, I really, it takes a lot of work actually. I really um, want to believe in an opportunity for all. And um, I think that sometimes we all get a little too competitive and um, and then it breaks down those opportunities and relationships. So the more I work on, I think, you know, like just there are millions of coaches, millions. Um, and uh, I partner with a lot of coaches. I have coaches on my faculty for my mastermind group that hasn't been announced yet. And, um, and we all have a different philosophy and a different approach. And some of us resonate for some people and some of us resonate for other people. And that's okay. You know, there is abundance in the world. There is... And if you live with abundance and not scarcity, then I just find that more is possible. So, Girl, um, you, you know. are speaking my language. Yeah. I always say that competition is the name of the game in sports, but collaboration is the name of the game in business. And yeah. that we can all, you know, so, so uh, we know several of the same coaches and trainers and such, and I do some of that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but this one woman said to me, you know, I'm on your podcast. I'm so grateful. The blog you're writing, it's so wonderful. I appreciate it. If there's anything I do that competes with what you do, please feel free to, you know, to eliminate it and, and keep it off the blog. Mm 
And mm -hmm. I said to her, absolutely not. If we truly believe in the mission of equity in the workplace, the more voices, the better. The only thing is we might be saying the same thing in different languages and that's okay. Right. Some people appeal to others that, you know, and vice versa. And I said, you know, the more messengers, the better. Um, so I love that philosophy. And yes, David was a huge help and a huge supporter of mine as well. When awesome. I first started my business. Yeah. He knows. So cool. yeah, yeah. Totally. He's very gracious. And uh, I really felt uh, authentic championing, not, um, some people will, you know, say, oh, let me know how I can help and then kind of disappear into the uh, ecosystem. So, right. Yeah. He, he, um, I think he's a good dude. <laughs> he, yeah. He's, he's a real, he's a real deal. Authentic. Yeah. Definitely. And he'll tell you when he can't help. Like I've, I've made a, an ask once that was a big stretch and he shockingly didn't know anyone there or what have you, but he gave me an alternative. He said, however, what about this idea? And I was like, wow, that's so awesome. So sweet. He really does care about um, improving the landscape for everyone involved, regardless of, you know, any of those factors we look at like race or gender or age or he's, he's a good dude. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. It sounds like everything you touch turns to platinum. Um, but I'm sure <laughs> <What an> expression. <laughs> I love platinum, but I'm sure along the way there've been some challenges. Tell me no, how, I don't how have do you those. embrace that or overcome <laughs> that or work through it? I'm sure you have a good mindset about it. Share that with us. Oh my gosh. Every single day, every single day. Um, Yesterday, I woke up to an email from Willie Hernandez saying, Monica, I'm so sorry. My board meeting was scheduled. I cannot come to the Legal Academy. I'm so disappointed that this happened. Please let me know how I can get involved the next time. And I was like, oh, you know, like knife in my heart. I can't believe I wanted him so badly because he runs Silicon Valley Urban Debate League. His story is so amazing. I wanted everyone to hear it. Um, and then an hour later, John Pierre called and said, hey, uh, yeah this sounds amazing. I want to do it. And I was like, seriously, you're going to fly here for this? This is so amazing. So, you know, it's like that every single day. Um, and yeah, sometimes I, you know, go like, well, that, that sucks. And I'm going to eat some chocolate and just sit down for a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and then I'm going to get up in an hour and go do more work. Um, That's awesome. It's, it's constant. You know, like um, Mindy Kaling inspires me so much. I love, oh, her. I love her. I love her work. I, absolutely love that movie um the late show yeah Did you yeah. see it yeah and um just the messages she shares i loved when she spoke at the watermark conference in san jose a couple of years ago she's really just a phenomenal person so you know sometimes it's like that i'll check out her instagram page and she'll put something out there that's super funny and it will just like put me in this like yeah you know what sometimes like things don't go as planned and you just keep doing it right so right. Um, okay, so I asked 20 people and everyone said no, so I'm going to go ask 20 more, right? <laughs> right. She's very, um, so, so my son knows her actually, so his, no way. Her, yeah, her, how best, do you know her? So her best friend is a family friend of ours. They went to school together, college together They're They still keep in touch. And so she went to visit my son's school when we lived in Hawaii, because her best friend was the teacher there. And we are still very close with this teacher that my son had. She's, she's like family to us, but she spent the day with him the whole day. And you know what I think is cool about her? Now, I didn't get to meet her, but he did. What I think is cool about her is that she makes wisdom funny. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, 
you can only take so much wisdom, you know, before you're like too deep. This, this is too much. I got to take a break, step outside of this, you know, deep meditation or reading all this deep stuff and self-actualization is a, is a process. It's a long process. But, you know, she takes some of the wisest words and just makes them applicable in your everyday life. And she's funny. I just, yeah. I know she's a comedian, but, um, you know, she's wise, very wise. I think she's, um, that's a really good person to, I, I think, look, look up to. Yeah, I really love her. You, you know, someone else who I really love on Instagram is uh, Jenna Kutcher, K-U-T-C-H-E-R. And she has this really cool story. I, I might say it wrong, but I think it was like, she started, she was a photographer and she was sharing work and um, people started making fun of this fat woman having a really hot husband and how did he end up with her? And like, so she kind of just went with it. But um, the whole story is she um, spent three years trying to have a baby and had a really hard time and had a lot of IVF and hormone replacement. And I don't know what all she went through, but a lot. And um, I can just only imagine how hard it was on her body. And in all that, she was having people say like, what's this hot guy doing with this fat girl? And <laughs> it's like kind of unbelievable. But like, even if she weren't going through all that, who is, who are you to say right. why someone should be together based on their size? Right. Right. So she and her husband just full on embraced it and they share so authentically and she shares everything on Instagram and these really great stories and moments. And even one was like, um, there's a photo of her with her daughter who's now a year and just like such an amazing story of her pregnancy and, and the birth of her daughter that they tried so hard to have. And she's just, you know, she's not looking perfect. She's like, you know, if I had, my old self would have been like, no way I'm not posting that photo. I'm too fat. You can see my fat wrinkles. This, you know, like all the things that are wrong with it, critiquing the photo. But my new self says, I want pictures of me with my daughter in everyday life. I don't want her to look back and be like, mom, why weren't you in any, any of these photos? So I'm just here and this is who I am and I'm going to just love it. And so I, I think love just that. loving you our stuff. Yeah. You make like, me cry. This is like, oh. well, yeah. So when you were yeah. talking, love yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm that woman who is all about that. And then I packed on 55 pounds and found out, wow, I'm not that woman I thought I was. And oh my God. And I'm suffering from that same thing. My son's last couple of years, even graduation, I wouldn't take any pictures. He has no, I have no pictures with my son. Like I'm always the one on the, I know it is so sad. And so I'm looking at her Instagram page now, and this just brings me you know, tears of joy that she's embraced herself this way. And why would I let other people's opinions, you know, impact me negatively? And, you know, I'm such a strong, independent woman. She seems like she's beautiful. I'm looking at these things. She is beautiful. She's, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a great inspirational story. Um, I just I love uh, following her. Yeah. Love Imperfect. And I think, empowering. you know, we are all hard on ourselves, right? This thinnest woman could be hard on herself, right? And you yeah. never know what someone else is struggling with or going through. And I really believe just like loving yourself is such an amazing, powerful gift. Well, you know, one day, maybe on another podcast, we should talk <laughs> about how, um, you know, fat shaming and discrimination because of body size and weight are still accepted in society and in by the law. 
You know, there's no law. So that's a whole nother podcast, but that's a conversation no one is comfortable having. Um, I'll have it with you. Yeah. I think we should go. Maybe Jenna Kutcher would join the show. You bet. That's awesome. Um, I posted something on LinkedIn not too long ago. I'm going to find it and share it with you, um, you know, in a private message, but that's, it, it talks about what exactly what I'm talking about, how, you know, we talk about what, um, you know, wrongful termination looks like, or maybe uh, discrimination, but there's no one, nothing protecting someone, you know, who is not skinny or doesn't fit the perceived mold or model of what uh, good looking is or able to sell or you know, in the, it just, it's something no one talks about because who's going to admit to that, you know, well, now that I'm on that other side, so much more. Yeah. 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 Now that I'm on the other side, we should talk about it one day. Um, Not today. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah. I would say of all the challenges and setbacks I've personally had, and I've had more than most and my quite, you know, I've learned from them. Traumatic events make you more open and empathetic to others and connecting with people from all walks. Um, but I'll tell you, this weight challenge that I've experienced has been the biggest, hardest to get through, hardest to get over, and hardest to explain. Um, maybe you could help because you're so motivating and inspiring. When you're an, a yoga teacher, maybe I could, um, although that would be, <laughs> that would not be fun to watch me trying to do yoga right, <laughs> right now. But I think- well, there are a lot of really great people working in the space, um, and I have some really great friends who do work like this too. And I'm going to start with the Legal Excellence and Wellness program, but I want to do this for everyone. I think this mind-body coaching is transformational for everyone. It is. It is. You can't just train your body and not focus on the mind, and vice versa. Um, yeah. And what I, what's happened since. September for me is I've been asked to meet with so many friends between the ages of like 45 and 60 who come to me and say, Monica, how'd you do it? How'd you quit your job and start your business and launch? And like, you're fearless and you go out there and you just, you just try it, whatever you want to try it. How do you do that? And like, I want to change. I want to do something more meaningful. I don't want to be this person who's doing this job anymore. I want something so much bigger. And yeah. so I find that is kind of the sweet spot of people who wake up one day and go, huh, there must be something. You're else. enlightened. <laughs> it's funny to <laughs> yeah. think about it. I'm sitting there in my crazy little mind thinking she is her company name personified. Um, you know, Phillips light bulb, spark, spark plug. All right. <laughs> and my know? father is an electrician. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. And you're so enlightened. You know, it just, it's yeah. a theme going on with you and your energy. You're so bright and warm. You know, it's, it's not a bright off-putting. It's a warm energy that attracts people, not, you know, not puts them off. So love That's what knowing I like about you. you too, Susan. Oh. And you know what? The coolest thing is my boyfriend um, for my birthday in November gave me a spark plug necklace with an M on it. Oh, how fun. Isn't oh my so gosh. Cute? He sounds fun. That's adorable. <laughs> yeah. You definitely walk the walk. I have, I have lots of friends and you're friends with some of those same people 
who um, they read how to do something that they they just go through the steps. But for you, it's innate. It comes from inside you to the outside, not from instructions outside in. You're not just going through the motions. You're definitely walking the walk and living it. So um, if you could have a little bit of Monica rub off on you folks, you're lucky. (laughs) You're so lucky. Um, um, I'm super excited to share more about her, her business and this upcoming event. So look forward to that in the blog that I will write. We have everything you need to know and more. And if you do need to know more, she will have her um, contact info in there and will definitely, uh, like I am, she's one of those people that will answer the call, you know, so pick up the phone, answer the email. She's very responsive. And um, I suggest you reach out to her just to get a little bit of Monica in your life. (laughs) Thank you, Susan. You are just such an amazingly wonderful, beautiful person and such an incredible advocate and champion for women. I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, I try. (laughs) I try. So folks, thank you for tuning in. Look for the blogcast. It'll be out within a day or two. Um, And if you want to know more about Monica, I'll put her contact info in there and you can just click on the link or pick up the phone and she'll be right there to help you. Have a good day, everybody. Monica, you want to say anything before we say goodbye? Have um, an incredible week and uh, reach out if you want to talk about any of these uh, comments that we shared and um, check out Susan's program because you'll be blown away. Oh, Houston. That was sweet. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Susan.